more than anything. It is our worship. More than anything, God, we raise our worship to you. We give our lives over to you. And we say thank you. And we welcome all of you to our Mother's Day service. Don't you mothers look lovely out there? Oh, y'all don't look like y'all glad to be here. But we're glad to see you. We are grateful that you are here. We have a, a Mother's Day presentation uh, for you just before we go into the preach word. We have some mothers that would like to share uh, some things with you. We got some fabulous mothers in the house. And so we said thank you as our mothers come, as they take their places on the stage. Thank you mothers for being here, for agreeing. Y'all help me welcome our mothers. These are not mothers that usually take the stage. Well, some of them do. But make them feel welcome because they have some important things to say to you. And so they are going to share from their hearts. Um, the title of this Mother's Day service is I Am She. And so we have our mothers that are going to come. And so here we go, mothers. Thank you. Good afternoon, New Way. Good afternoon. I am Victoria Weatherspoon. Um, I am she. I am she mothering a blended family. See, the three became six, and then the six became nine. Our very own Brady Bunch. Um, the, the definition of blended means um, to mix a substance with another substance to, to combine. I had to first clear, I had to first be clear what substances I wanted to combine to raise my children. There was something I first had, this was something I first had to learn. I had to put away childish things and behaviors um, and see the responsibility and the calling that was set before me. To uplift myself, uh, to uplift someone else, I first had to uplift myself. Surrender my will in exchange for his. Unlearn all the toxic and dysfunctional behaviors and become the mother my family needed. This is something that didn't happen overnight, and it is still a process. Once you, once you learn one child um, behavior and the other one exhibits, exhibits something that, again, requires you, mom, to step up to the challenge. I am she. See, I was created to be a mother. I mother through affirming. It means having an emotional or spiritually uplifting effect. To speak with authority into the life of my children, even when they don't see what I see even when they don't feel like a family. When they ask, why is, this, why is this one must go over here for the summer and why does this one have to go there? I simply explain, um, see God knew that you were gonna drive me crazy. So he gave you four parents instead of two, two homes instead of one. I mother through affection and support, patient with them knowing that this new norm will take time to adjust to, modeling and teaching them that we will do this together, that her win is your win and his win is yours, um, cultivating healthy relationships amongst the children no matter the differences, and oh, were there differences, guiding, through, guiding them through recognizing their differences and teaching them to respect them. I am she, mothering. I mother through resilience, embodying it and teaching it just as the Holy Spirit gives me to do so. The mother that I am today, I credit all to God. And the mother that I am, that I am becoming solely is because of his grace. This process is continual. 
supporting through them throughout life's many changes, affirming them all through. Understand this, if you are mothering a blended family too, know that you have what it takes inside of you to mother a blended family. You, you, your past or your childhood, um, once God has freed you and healed you, does not disqualify you. Trust his voice when you don't understand. Trust his will and word when they are straying. Trust God more than what you see. See, I am mother, mothering a blended family. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. I take this uh, opportunity as a love gift from God. My topic today, I am she, mother to nations through mentorship. I thought my life's call to be a social worker was quite sufficient. And uh, being a stepmom and uh, uh, mom to my nieces and nephews, being a spiritual mom was even a greater calling in which I could just merely pour out my life experience into the lives of others. But I got a call from Martin Luther King Hospital in Los Angeles, the Fanon Center, and they invited 100 African-American professionals to come and study their careers in Somalia, East Africa. That was in 1979. We had three weeks, and as a social worker, of course, I went to see the group homes where children who were orf orphaned were placed. And then we could choose our second year, which in my case was Kenya. I think it was a holy setup by God. So on June 8th, we arrived in Mogadishu um, to do our seminars and do our study. But it opened the door to missions, 1980, 82, 96 in Israel twice. Uh, to, in 92, end up in the Gambia, in Senegal, in Ghana, in Nigeria with my spiritual mom. And 2000, 2001 with Bishop Ulmer in, in Johannesburg and Cape Town, South Africa, teaching wisdom and finance, how to live by the word of God. But that wasn't all of it, and uh, God sent me right back to Kenya. And I met Pastor Agatha here, and she took me to Dangriga, Belize, and there was an awesome opportunity. But still, right back to Kenya, here was a y young lady in my class named Reverend Shay Gibbons, a young visionary, and I took her under my wing, and she has done a remarkable job in rescuing young girls who are being sold into early marriage in elementary school. And uh, her task was to provide a home for them, educate them, because after all, education was not free in Kenya. In fact, the boys had preference. If there was a large family, only the boys would be sent to school and the girls would be put out on the road breaking up rock and uh, in order to raise 50 cents to eat that day. So I mentored her 
And I thank God now that 58 girls have now walked through a college door because she said yes. The other side of the coin was the fact that there was a tribe and culture that still felt that a girls had to be circumcised in order to qualify to be married. And many of these children died in the process. So Shea said, we got to do something to stop this pro protocol. Well, we got the law changed. Ten years ago, a female member of parliament introduced the legislation, but the legislation didn't go out in the rural <laughs> to the circumcisers. So I thank God that because of prayer and the challenge of education to remove these uh, ungodly practices that don't line up with the word of God, uh, we now have a school that houses 150 children at the time. Thank you, Lord. We now have a rescue center in Migori, uh, Kenya, in which children just happen to run away and say, I'm not going to submit to that any further. Well, I thank God that uh, we now have electricity. We got water. We have two new dorms under construction right now to take those children. And we've been approved by the Department of Social Services that we can now provide a place for them to be educated. So I'm she who's a mentor to many nations and many cultures. So he's shown me that even before you left for Kenya, I had you stationed at Juvenile Hall to speak to many cultures. For 19 years, I was able to teach Sunday school and Bible study um, in Juvenile Hall. And there I met many, many young people and I was given certain privileges that only belonged to their pastor. So I could counsel them and be their spiritual mother. And now several of them are preaching the gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I said in, in our scheme of things, how does uh, culture come in conflict with the word and God, of God and have to stand in this time and in this season. It's only because people like us sow into the kingdom of God with the idea of parah to be fruitful, rabah to multiply, fill to capacity, male, subdue, and then have dominion. So we don't have to settle and, and say that Girls are secondary citizens, and I have to change their self-esteem. So each year as I take a team, or I've been a part of a team, I am mentoring leaders who will change the, the horizon of the self-esteem of girls and also teach boys how to respect them. Yeah. Hallelujah. So now the ambassador program goes into the public school and teaches young men early on, you do not need to abuse your wife, nor does she need to be circumcised as a requirement of marriage. It doesn't fit 
with the word of God. It's working. <laughs> We're teaching it out of the culture. Lastly, in the morning, I'll be going to L.A., as I normally do each month, uh, with the Reverend Sisters. I'm mentoring women older than me. I'm mentoring women younger than me. I'm mentoring those who have a call on their life. And uh, two of them are graduating this week, one with a Master's in Divinity at Fuller Seminary. The other from Azusa Pacific, she, I, I'd be happy to call her doctor because that's what she is. I met her in Pasadena. I was supervising her. That was 20 years ago. And what I sowed into her now, I'm seeing the manifestation. She's pastoring a church in Los Angeles. And when she walks across the stage, I walk with her because I believe the gift in her. Now, I've been leading these Reverend Sisters for about 22 years. I'm mentoring, that's why I don't volunteer too much now. Uh, I'm mentoring one who's in uh, Europe. She's in Austria. I mentored her by phone. The other one I just finished mentoring, and they called her to be the interim pastor of a traditional Baptist church. And the Presbyterian denomination has hired her as a... Uh, director of ministry. In other words, she's a master teacher that teaches them how to teach from kindergarten all the way up to adults. And she gave me this report. I'm making more money now than I've ever seen in my life because God is faithful. Yeah. Hallelujah. So I would say this to you uh, as I'm my desire is to multiply rubber, spiritual children, spiritual leaders, and fruit for the kingdom of God. So if you're my age and you think there's nothing for you to do, you have a storehouse of experience that needs to be poured into the next generation. And if you say yes, he'll open the door because I am she. Good afternoon. I'm Andrea Hunter. Can y'all hear me? All right. All right. I'm Andrea Hunter. I am she mentoring after the loss of a husband. Mentoring by example. See, when my husband passed away, I understood how important it was for me to create a safe space for my children to grieve. Because when my mother passed away, I was newly married, living in a new city, on a new job, painfully homesick, and then to top it all off, I was overwhelmed with grief. But I had no point of reference for how to deal with it. So when my husband passed away, I knew I had to create that healthy space for my children to feel comfortable to express their emotions after the passing of their dad, while I too was mourning the loss of my best friend of 35 years. I was the example of perseverance, showing my children it's okay to cry. Many nights I cried all night, but I got up and I went to work the next day. My children saw my example, right? They saw that you had to keep living, that you could not get stuck, right? I had to set the example for my children to show them 
that they had to deal with that anger in a healthy way because it's all right to be angry because you're going to be angry, but you have to deal with it in a healthy way. So I had to be that example to show them how to do that so they can deal with the loss, with the anger, but still be kind and respectful to themselves and to those around them. I love my children through the loss of their dad and show them that there is life after grief and that you can live a full life of love with friends, with new experiences, right? I am she, still loving God, still praising God, still worshiping God despite the loss of my husband. I am she, mothering by example. My present brings my experience, my presence, my love, and my understanding. I remember being pregnant with baby number six. I questioned it. If I should have the child or should I feed, how could I feed him? Could I handle one more? A wise woman came into my job one day. At that time, she knew I was down and heavy in thought. She asked what was wrong. She kept asking, so I told her I was pregnant and I didn't want to be. So, about having number six child. Because listening to the community and people all around me, the people would always say, what are you going to do? How are you going to feed it? How are you going to clothe it? You don't need another child. But if you have that child, give it to me. Who wants to have a child and just up and give it away? She said to me, let me tell you something, young lady. This is what I want you to do with yourself. I want you to take and feed those five children that you have at home. I want you to feed yourself and your husband. Make sure that you eat all that you can eat. And when you have done, and you think everybody is full and happy and rolling around on the floor, the children are, she said to me, look on the stove and see if there's food in that pot. So I tried it. I was bold. I walked into that kitchen. I fed those kids, and I kept saying, keep eating. Keep eating. Those children probably ate more that evening than they had ever ate. <laughs> so after that, then I said, she said to me, she said, when they have eaten all that they can eat and they're all full, she said, go and look on the, on the stove. See what food is in that pot. If there's nothing in that pot, then you could do something about that number six child that you don't want. But if there's food in that pot, then that food is there to feed that number six that you have. 
<laughs> I did that, and I took a look. I said to myself, does this mean that God is providing for my every need? Do I need to do anything else besides take care of these children and ask God for his help? That's what I did from that day on. After that, my presence brings wisdom. People had a lot to say, but it didn't matter. But I did, just as I was asked to do. So what people have to say doesn't matter anymore. Only thing that matters is what God has to offer me. And I take it with a boldness. I stand in his presence. I stand in your presence. I stand with my wisdom. I stand with my children. I bring love to each child differently. But all the same, my love doesn't change. I have 11 children. I have 29 grandchildren. I, I have 17 grandchildren and counting. My present brings experience. My present brings wisdom and the love of God. I am she. Got to number 11, and it was still food in the pot. Y'all know I could <laughs> preach that right there. I am she. I am Naida Parson. I am she, a mother in the kingdom. And a mother in the kingdom does three mama kinds of things. Staying standing and sticking. Mothers in the kingdom stay. We walk with you throughout your spiritual life. We stay. Some of you, no matter where life takes you, I know I will always be your spiritual mother. Okay, I got three. But I don't... <laughs> No matter where life takes you, let me try that again. I know I will always be your spiritual mother. Thank you. For motherhood is not an event or an experience. Motherhood is a relationship and a lifestyle. We stay. And we stand right next to you. We stand with when it's time to fight it out. We stand up when it's time to work it through. We stand out when it's time to show up and take it to the next level. And we stand steady when storms of life are blowing our children around. Mothers in the kingdom don't sit. We stand. I am she. We stay. We stand. And we stick. You can't shake us off our spiritual children. You can't get rid of us even when you want to. 
Life doesn't shake us off. Bad behavior doesn't scare us away. Your foolish choices can't destroy our choice to love you. We stick. You can drift and reject and get mad and ignore us, but you still feel us there. You feel our prayers. You feel our influence. We stick. <laughs> you feel our training. You feel our instructions, you feel our wise sayings, and you feel our eyes when we are not even in the room. Because we stick. Without even realizing it, you start saying what we say. Looking like we look. Praying like we pray. And hating what we hated. You will become more like us than you want to admit. Because we stick. I am she, mothers in the kingdom. So mothers in the kingdom, level up and take your place. Staying, standing, and sticking. I am she. Amen. You can leave them, Junior. It's okay. They won't be in my way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are transitioning. Our praise team is just going to help me out for one moment as we transition. Y'all could have did it from the seat. It's okay, praise team. You don't have to come back up. Thank you. We, we disrupted. It took their microphones uh, and everything as we prepare just to go into for a few moments into our preached word. Um, as the pray te praise team resets for a moment, um, and then we will continue on. Y'all, let's press in to worship just for a few moments. It matters. That's what we're here for. We want to know what God has to say about these mothers. And so, God, we say thank you that you are our strength on today. You're our strength like no other. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, strength God. Like no other. You're our strength. Reaches to me. Thank you, God. You are my strength. You are my strength. Yes, you are, God. Strength like no
you know that God is your strength, that God is your hope, that there is something more, something else that is coming on tomorrow. And so, God, we bless your name on this afternoon. I'm going to go on. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, band. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to go on into this, uh, this preach word, but how could I not acknowledge my mother? And let me just tell you, y'all heard the story. And uh, she talked about those, that sixth baby. I am number three of 11. Uh, y'all go ahead and stand up. Number two of 11 is here. Come on. Come on. Number eight of 11 is here. Number 10 of 11 is here. And number 11 of 11 is here. We hanging in there. We hanging tight. We love you, mama. Y'all don't know who that is sitting over there. Y'all don't know the strength that she possesses. I am wearing my badge on today. Yesterday uh, was the anniversary of one of my brothers, Officer James Manor, who was killed in a car accident while on duty with the Metro Police Department. He is number nine of 11. And so, y'all, we roll deep. We roll deep. We roll deep. And so we honor you, Mama. Thank you for doing that, y'all. She is shy. She didn't want to come up here. But we're going to talk about all of the mothers. We're going to talk about y'all for a moment right now. And so stand with me all over the place as we push further into this I Am She Mother's Day service. Thank you to all of the mothers. Thank you, Reverend BJ. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Dr. Parson, for being an I Am She mother on, on this afternoon. Let's start right here in Proverbs 31. We're going to start at verse uh, 25. Um, I think that is, um, is that 25? Yeah, okay, it says, let's read that together. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. How many mamas I got in this place? And we just heard... We heard a description of mamas. There are some mamas who never birthed any children, but they are mothering the kingdom. They are mothering nieces and nephews. They are mothering the nations. And so how many mamas we got in this place? And mothers, I want you to say, I am she. I am she. You may have your seats. Again, happy Mother's Day to everyone that has joined us on this afternoon. I'm pumped up about this word. Let me get to it. Uh, I'm going to have to kick these shoes off. It says, the scripture reads this in Proverbs 31. 
All of what we have just read, we kind of started in the middle of that scripture. It is a well-known scripture, this Proverbs 31 woman. And when you read it in its entirety, it describes what seems to be the ideal woman, the, the ideal mother. The problem is women and mothers often feel like this Proverbs 31 woman is hard to live up to. Who can achieve all of what they're saying that she does? She, she takes care of a home and she makes clothes and, and she buys land and everybody is praising her. Who wants to do all that she is doing? But we find out that God did not leave us without a reasonable example of how to be this woman. She seems to be impossible, like who can achieve that? And I know some of us try to be all of that. I am the Proverbs 31 uh, woman. And when we achieve that, then we have an idea to look down on other women that have not quite figured out how to be her. But I want us to take a look. I chose a woman from the Bible. I was going to choose many mothers to give an example of this Proverbs 31 woman, like the one that we just read about. But I looked to find just one woman who could embody just this portion of scripture uh, that I chose. The woman that I chose in the Bible is often overlooked because she gets tucked behind another more prominent woman. And so we say her name and we look at her story, but we move right past her. The woman that gives us a glimpse of how to be this Proverbs 31 woman is Naomi. Huh, Naomi? Naomi is hidden in the Bible in a book that is not named after her. She is hidden in a book, in matter of fact, that is named after her daughter-in-law. But without Naomi, there would be no Ruth. Ruth would not have made it. God would have had to make another way if he wanted to bring about this woman without Naomi. And so I want us to take a look at Naomi in the Bible. And let's see how we can see how to be this Proverbs 31 mother. When we meet Naomi in the book of Ruth, she is married with two sons. She was from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. She was a believer living among God's people in God's land. It is not long after that that we learn Naomi, her husband, and her two sons moved to Moab, away from God's people and out of God's land because there was a famine in the land where she lived. And I know what you're thinking. How could this woman be a Proverbs 31 woman? Because after all, she is strength, she is dignity, she is wisdom. But I give you one this afternoon that I hear Naomi saying, I am she. And I say to you on this afternoon that you are too. Mothers, you are too. Let's take a look. Proverbs 25 says she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Naomi says, I am she standing. We see Naomi stand with her husband and follow him to a land and live among a people that were not God's people. I want all of the mothers to look straight. You don't even have to look to the side if your husband is here. But we have followed our husbands to a land 
that may or may not have been full of God's people, but because she was standing with him, Naomi says, I am she who stands. And so she stood and trusted her husband to take she and her family into this Moabite land. See, the Moabite people did not worship God. They were idol worshipers. They had multiple gods that they worshiped, but he felt like he was taking the family to a better place. And so she stood with him and followed him. It was there in that land that Naomi's husband died away from her people. It was here in this place that her sons took wives, not of God's people. But it was also here in this place that her sons died. And now we only have Naomi and these two daughters that, uh, daughter-in-laws that her sons had married. Naomi said that she was changing her name after all of this. She said that uh, now my name, Naomi, used to mean pleasant, but now it means bitter. When Naomi saw the surprise and the, and the devastation by the loss of her husband and her sons that she has experienced, she said, I'm changing my name. I don't want to be that anymore. No man in her life meant that she was nothing at this time. Women couldn't be without men. It was men who was their provision, their providers for wealth and safety, and now she had none. It was in her devastation and her loss that we see her strength that she says that I'm standing. Naomi stood and she says, so can you. So can you, mother. People often mistake what stand looks like. They don't understand what it means to stand, mothers, when we say that we are standing. It doesn't mean that you, you feel good all of the time. It doesn't mean that you're not feeling what's actually happened. It does not mean that you do not cry. It does not mean that we don't even trip and act a fool sometimes. But nevertheless, we decide that we are going to stand. And that is what Naomi did. She started tripping when she said, don't call me pleasant anymore. I'm bitter, but she was yet standing. You know how I know she was yet standing? It didn't say that she fell down, that she stood there, that she stayed there. She she said that I am moving on and I am going to move back. And so I want to encourage you on this afternoon, mother, to say I am she. I am she standing. Even in the worst of times, I can find my footing and my place. Even when I don't look good. Even when I don't feel good. There is something inside of me that says you're still standing. You're still making it. I am she standing then the proverb says she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue Naomi says I am she experience one of Naomi's daughter her daughters-in-law came back to Bethlehem with her See, Naomi, Naomi said, I'm standing. I'm going back home. I'm going back to my people. She had two daughters-in-laws. One of them insisted. Both of them tried to insist on coming. But one of them wasn't so sure. After Naomi said, no, don't go back. I have nothing to give you. Naomi was tripping, but she was still standing. She said, no, go ahead back. I have nothing to give you. And one of her daughters-in-law said, I'm, I'm going back home to my people. But the other one said, no, Naomi, I'm staying with you. 
And so she went back with her to her people, to her time. And so one of her daughters-in-laws came back to her to Bethlehem. When they got to Bethlehem, all they had was Naomi's experience. Because this daughter-in-law was a Moabite. She had never lived in this land. She didn't know how to be around God's people. She didn't know what they did in this place. For all that they knew, this Ruth, her daughter-in-law, was a foreigner in this land. She had to rely upon Naomi's experience. I'm talking to you, mother. She taught her where to give food. She taught her where to go. She told her about her safety around men. She told her how to stay safe. She told her how to get a man. She told her what it was that she needed to do. All of this was out of Naomi's experience. Naomi says, I am she. I do have experience. And I say you are her also. She is you. Mothers, value your experience. No matter where you've been. No matter what you've been through, you went through it for a reason. And somebody needs your experience. We can be so hard on ourselves because we don't understand why do I have to go through this? Why did Naomi have to lose her son and her, her sons and her husband? Why was she left alone? Why had she gained all that she had gained and being a wife and being a mother just to lose it all? What was all of this for? But I tell you on this afternoon, mother, your experience means something and God wants to do something with it. The problem is that we think our experience is common of no importance because we keep comparing our experience to someone else. I hear us say, but I don't have a college degree. I hear us say, but I don't come from any money. I hear us say, but I've been single for a long time. I hear us say, but I don't have a good relationship with our kids. I hear us say, I don't know what I know. I don't know what I have learned. But I'm here to tell you on this afternoon, mother, your experience matters. The things that you got right and the things that you got wrong. You can teach somebody what you know. Value who you are. I come against this spirit that we would compare ourselves to other women and not know our worth and not know our own experience. I say to each one of you mothering in your own way, you have value. She is you. You are her that has wisdom on your tongue. You are her that can instruct those who are coming after you, those who are coming behind you. Somebody needs you, mother, and they need your experience. How do you raise a family? How do you raise a family and go to work? How do you find that husband that is right for you? A lot of our young adults and even some of our older people, they're in a foreign land right now. They don't know how to be adults. They don't know how to be wives or husbands. They don't know how to navigate, bring a professional. They don't know how to get a job. They don't know how to keep a job. They don't know how to act on a job. They don't know how to talk on a job. Mother, where is your experience? You've been on that job for 35 years. How did you keep it? Don't allow somebody to tell you that your experience has no value. You've been holding on to that marriage. 
Y'all been hanging tight in there. 25, 30, 35, 40 years. There is another young woman that needs to know how to maintain a household. It is through your experience, through your instruction. And so I come to tell you on this afternoon, you are her mother. Teach her how to get up again. Teach her how to uh, hit, take a blow and get back up. Teach your sons, mother. Instruct them on how to be men of the house. Yes, you can, mother. I know they said a woman not supposed to be teaching a man. There are some things that mom can't give, but it's a whole lot of things that mama can. Why? Because mama has an expectation of a man. And so don't downplay your experience. You are her. My God. And then Proverbs says, charm is deceptive. And beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Naomi says, I am she. I am she believing. Naomi found herself in a place that she had not imagined. She lost her husband and her sons. She was left with these two strange daughters-in-law. And I want to talk about strangers. Just for a moment, mothers. Because mothers often have to deal with strangers that our children bring home. <laughs> These daughters were strangers. They were strange. They were Moabitess. They were from another land. But mama had to deal with these strangers that they brought home. I know y'all don't want to say nothing, but my mama didn't have to tell me, Sharonda, he's strange. <laughs> He's strange. And some of us are moms, we have to deal with it. We're like, where did you bring this person? Why did you bring this person? But she was a believer, Naomi. And I know, how do we know that? Even though she became so upset with God, she said that God had inflicted this upon her. She still was going back to God. She was going back to God's people. If she really had stopped believing, you didn't think there was no hope, she would have stayed right there in the land of Moab where she was. But she was a believer. She kept talking about God. She wanted to know, God, did you do this? And so she went back to her people. She went back, and she, this was not the life that she had imagined. What could these three women do together that was now down to two women? But they went back. And Naomi did not go back and sit down and close her door and do nothing. She did not tell that one daughter-in-law, we just came back here to die because no one is going to help us. She believed. Naomi dug in her box. She dug in her experience. She pulled up her strength and she started teaching that girl. She started showing her what it was that she ought to do. I don't know if she was only doing it for her. She was doing it for herself. But she believed that she could tell us something. Where are the believers? Mom, where are you that you can get back to God and say, God, I don't know if you afflicted me. God, I don't know if where I am is your falling the whole time that she's fussing with God. She studied walking back to him. Have you stopped walking mother back to God? I know you're fussing at him. I know you're upset with him. But have you stopped walking back to him? 
Keep walking back. Keep asking him the questions. Keep believing in what God gave you to do in the first place. She is a believer. It says that charm is deceptive and her beauty is fleeting. I chose Naomi because we understand that she was once a young woman. How do we know? She has two sons. She had to be of a childbearing age. They didn't say that she was like Abraham and Sarah. But now her sons are gone. She is an older woman. She said it's too late for her to even try to get another husband. Beauty is fleeting. Charm is deceptive. And so I asked you, mother, what are you left believing in? When you thought it was going to be all about your good looks and that curb in your hips and your smile and your charm. And when that is fleeting, it's going somewhere. <laughs> what are you believing in? What else do you have that is of value? It is your belief in God. It is your trust in God. It is you saying that God is going to do a work in me. He's still doing something. And I still have something to give. And I still have something to offer. I am she. Believing that God knows what my next will be. I am she. And then the proverb goes on to say, Honor her for all that her hands have done. And let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Naomi, persevering. I want y'all to hear the rest of Naomi's story and this, this one daughter-in-law. For all that she taught her daughter-in-law, Ruth, Ruth was able to find a man. Because Naomi told her where to go, specifically what to do, how to go in and carry yourself like a woman. Don't throw yourself at him, but do this, this, and this. This is what the teaching of Naomi. She stood in there and mothered this girl. Mothers, are you standing in there? Dr. Parson talked about it. Are you standing, sticking, and staying? Are you still in there with her? Because she persevered, because she persisted with her, now, let's see what God is going to do, not only for her daughter-in-law, but for Naomi. It says that uh, Boaz, which was their kins kinsman redeemer, he took Ruth, the young daughter-in-law, as his wife. And they were able to conceive a son. But the women said, in the town, Praise, the women said to Naomi, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. He's blessing Naomi. May he become famous, the child throughout Israel. He will renew your life, Naomi, and sustain you in your old age, Naomi, for your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given birth to you a grandson, Naomi, we get right here and all we think about is Ruth and the lineage of Ruth and that Ruth is in the lineage of King David. Therefore, she's in the lineage of Jesus. But we don't think about Naomi. Naomi has to be 
one of those great-great-grandmothers if Ruth is. Mothers, I want you to not get tired of mothering. And I know that it gets tiring, but God says that there is a blessing and that you will be praised for what you do. I am she that is persevering through motherhood. I am she that is still giving out of myself. I am she that is standing and believing God. I am she that believes that it is not too late for God to bless me. My God, I want us to, to hear that. It said, Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. And they praised her saying, Naomi has a son. Naomi made it possible. But it's only through her perseverance. It's only through her believing and trusting God. She made it. And then there was one more. And it says, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. I want us to believe that, mothers. I don't want you to look and say, well, but that mother is doing that, and so I'm not as noble as she. This mother is doing this, so I can't be. Naomi stands up to say, I am she that is extraordinary. She is not Deborah that went to war in a fight. She is not Sarah that had a baby in her old age. She is not Mary that followed Jesus around. She could stand back and compare herself to those women. But on this Mother's Day, I want to encourage every mother in this place to stand in your extraordinary place. And for what you have done in and of yourself, I want you to look at yourself and say, I'm all right. And I want you to look at yourself and say, I am still standing. How do I know that? Because you made it here. I see you still standing, mother. I see you still standing, grandmother. I see you persevering on this afternoon. I'm ready, Keith. I see you standing on this afternoon. This is for you. Go ahead and declare, I am she. Standing in my strength, I am she. I am she believing for what God is going to do. I am she. I am in my experience uh, giving all that I am. I am she. I am the example of what God is calling me to and through. I am she. I am amazing. I am exceptional. I am marvelous. In my own right. In my own way. And that's what we have to declare on this Mother's Day. For any mother that has lost hope. That is in a place where Naomi was. Maybe in a hard space. Maybe tripping a little bit. We just brought this message for you on this afternoon that you might find it in yourself to believe again that I am she. We look at women, I'm like, it's impossible for me to be that. I can't be her. Don't be her. Be you. Don't try to be her. Just be you. What did God give you? What did he give you to give? 
What did he give you to stand in? What is your strength? I love what my mother said because, again, there are 11 of us. And as she was having baby after baby, people had stuff to say about her and us. And sometimes it's not easy to stand under the weight of what people say. But in her experience, in her example, we have now another generation and another generation of women that are learning how to persevere, learning how to stand under the weight of what they say. We was a you know, we look like rugrats. You know, we from the hood. <laughs> uh, we, we talk about some B2B hell sometimes on them brothers. Um, we talking about not having much sometimes. But we had a mother who stayed. Who, who stuck in there with us. And she is mothering the generations. I'm not sure how many college graduates we have now from that ragtag bunch of kids from those 11. We got some in college now. We had one that just graduated yesterday. I can't tell you uh, how well this woman has done because she stayed. She can stand up and say, I am she. It didn't always look like what she wanted it to look like. And it doesn't always look like what you want it to look like. But mama, I'm telling you, mother, I'm telling you, auntie, I'm telling you to keep on standing and keep on believing. She said, I knew God had me, even when it was hard. And so I just want to pray on this afternoon for a mama that might be saying, it's hard. Because it does get like that. But I want you to be encouraged on this Mother's Day. I want you to keep on living out your experience. I want you to keep on giving what God has given you. And I want you to believe that he is for you. That they will rise up and call you blessed. We see you, Mother. We see you. And so I'm going to ask us to stand all over the place. Let's stand up. And I really want to pray for all of the mothers in the place, though. I don't know. We might need to do that from here um, because I have a feeling that the house is full of mothers on today. But I especially want to pray for those moms that said, you know what? I'm trying to stand. I'm trying to stick. And I'm trying to stay. So if that's you, you can come on up to the altar. And we are going to pray specifically with you. We're going to pray for your heart and for your heart to be mended. We are going to cover you uh, on this afternoon. If that's you, mom, then I'm, we're, going to, we're going to wait over here for you. Because that's important for you to do. We got some strong mamas in here. But yeah. sometimes we get weak mamas. And so we are going to pray for you. This is your day. This is your time. And we are going to cover you. If you need anything, uh, we believe in the place of prayer over here. And so we are going to cover. Don't, don't leave the same way that you came in. 
because we're believing with you. It said that she believed, even though it didn't look good. It didn't feel right. But it said that Naomi, she was fussing with God, but she was believing. She was fussing, but she was going back. And so we're going to pray for you. Come on, mama. This is not a time for you to be shy. We're going to pray some strength into you. We got some strong mothers in this place. And all of us are not in a place where we are not sure. And so we honor you on today. Some of you are having a rough time with those children. And if you want us to pray, come on up and we'll intercede for you as you stand for those children in this place. But we are declaring, God, that you are our strength in the name of Jesus.
together all the time you just don't hear them they don't say anything and so if you can call out a name call out a name if they're not sitting next to you you can't put your hand on their shoulder then call their name out they still need your prayers it ain't easy being a mother it's not easy being a grandmother it's not easy mothering the kingdom or the nations or being a TT or auntie that is helping you mother your children and so pray for them as we pray. You are my strength. Strength like no
come just for a quick moment. We just gonna touch you. We ain't gonna make y'all stay up here long. Andrea, uh, Mama Linda, Rev. Um, I'm not sure if Victoria went out. Um, oh, there she is. Yeah. Pastor Ronay, help me pray here. I just want to just want to touch each one of you and your mothering. I thank you for your strength. I thank you for your perseverance. I thank you for your keeping going. And so I'm not going to hold you up here for a long time. But I just
without giving you the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, to be saved, to be in relationship with God. And so this would be a great Mother's Day present to any mother that you came to with today to say, this is the day I gave my life to the Lord. If you're listening by live stream, if you're here in the building, we're all going to pray this prayer together. And if you mean it in your heart, you will be saved right here 
and right now. Some of you just need to rededicate your life with this prayer. Pray with me, will you? Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart and save me. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. And I'll live for you for the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're in the room right now and you said that prayer, and maybe for the first time or you rededicated your life just in saying that prayer, just raise your hand. You don't have to come up here. I just want amen right here. Where, where's my folks? Uh, right here. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Anyone else? You might be a child today. I believe in the salvation of children. I was eight years old when God saved me. Been saved ever since. Anyone else? Amen. God bless you, sis. They're going to give you a book right there. They're going to take some information from you. And we are grateful. If you're on live stream, we're asking you to just put in the comment section that you accepted the Lord today. And we're going to get you a book that's going to help you on your journey and get your information. We would love for you to be part of our family. We would, I would love to be your pastor. And we would love to be your church family. Amen. So when they talk to you, when you turn that information in, let them know. Or you can let them know at the, at the table on the way out that you are ready uh, to be a part of this church. And uh, those of you on live stream, if you go to newantioch-aliante.org, go to the connect button. You can do the same thing and connect with our church. Amen. At this time, are we ready for, um, before we do that, Amen. We want to thank God for the mothers of this house that take care of this house, that run this house. After they get through running everybody, running their own house and their own children and their own husband and their own grandchildren, then they come and do the same thing here faithfully every day. I think they have been here for seven days straight. They've been in the house of God just doing the work of God. We want to celebrate the moms of this house. Pastor Rane, amen. We have a gift for you from the church. Pastor Sharonda, we have a gift from you from New Antioch. We thank God for these kingdom moms. Amen. That's why I can always sign checks when I want to. Hitting, hitting me. <laughs> All the moms, if you are a um, mother, biological mother, uh, raised kids mother, took in other kids mother, auntie mother, uh, uh, holler out to the aunties that raised, that raised their siblings' kids. They gave y'all a holler out already. Um, just stand, grandmother that raised your kids, just stand on your feet, all the moms, in whatever way you are, mom. We have something for you. Keep, if you don't stand up, you might not get it. Where are they? Are they coming? Oh, you want them to... Get them when they okay. No, 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 no. That's something else. That's something else. We have do have cupcakes for you when you leave, but we have something else for you being in here. Anybody know where they went? Okay, here we go. We have a guest, we have a souvenir gift for you today. Amen. 
If you're on staff, if we run out and you're on staff, we'll get you later. Just make sure all the moms uh, get that today. Someone hand me one so I can show them on camera what they missed when they didn't come to church today. Amen. Beautiful. We have our own print company at New Antioch now, and they did these beautiful. I am chic coffee cups who persists, believes, perseveres, stands, affirms, and fights. I am she. Amen. That is our gift to you today, moms from New Antioch Christian Fellowship. Amen. You can have a seat when you get yours to make sure all the moms got theirs today. Amen. Amen. Aren't those beautiful? Aren't they? You remind yourself that I am she. Every time you get down, remind yourself, I am she. Amen. So hopefully everyone got theirs today. God bless you. The only other thing uh, we just want to say real quickly, and then we want you to go on out, and the, the brothers have cupcakes for you today in the foyer, so uh, go out, make sure you get your cupcake before you leave, and that's our gift to our moms today. They don't take three cups for the mamas that didn't show up today. That's enough. <laughs> Amen. Kids, don't put them in there and act like you bought your mama present when you did it is our 20th anniversary of New Antioch Christian Fellowship. We are celebrating the gala we could not do uh, at the end of the year because of the COVID outbreak. We are doing it on the 22nd, May 22nd, two Sundays from now at 6 p.m. So those of we have to leave church quick and uh, get all dolled up. It is a formal affair. Um, but I need you to let us know that you are still coming. Those of you who did not get a refund on your tickets, but, um, and so we, we, you already paid to go in. Uh, we need to confirm that you're coming. Uh, so, because we only have 175 seats, so we are gonna release those other tape, those other chairs to uh, other people. I need you to write this down, take your phone out right now. You can actually go there right now if you want to, but take your phone out and write this down if you have paid to go to the gala. Uh, it is case sensitive. So it is capital B-I-T dot L, capital L-Y, slash, capital N-E-W, capital A, capital G-A-L-A, which is bit dot L-Y slash new A gala. But the, the capital letters are the B, B-I-T, capital B-I-T dot capital L-Y slash capital N-E-W, capital A, capital G-A-L-A. If you didn't get that, somebody is putting it on Facebook right now. Uh, some of you, we hopefully we will give you, get you a, um, we're going to text it out, but we need you to go in there. And what you're going to do is fill out that you are coming, 
that who is in your party so that your party can be seated together and what your meal will be, chicken, the fish, or a vegetarian meal. We need to have all of that so when you come in, you'll have the right meal, you'll be seated with the right people, and uh, you will have your seat. So if you don't fill that out and you come in and you eat vegetables instead of salmon, then that's because you didn't do what I asked you to do. Amen. So if you all would do that, and again, I can give it to you. We'll keep saying it until we have everyone confirmed that they are coming to the gala. We do have seats to be released to people who would like to come. So come on, hang out with us. We need to tell God, thank you. Just stop to celebrate and say thank you. Um, after this, what a preacher told us, after God did one day worth of creation, he stopped to say that's good. Then he did another day, and then he said, that's good. And then he did another day and said, that's good. So we got 20 years in. We just going to stop to say, God, that's good, and enjoy each other. So we need to do that. Family Life Month starts right now. We have some great things for you. Uh, we have a schedule. Get that schedule. Uh, our next big thing will be the baccalaureate service. We have some graduates from Aliante. We're going to celebrate them on the, well, the next big thing is the gala, the 22nd. And then on the 29th, our baccalaureate service for our graduates. And um, uh, Alexis is graduating from, wasn't she here earlier? Was she? Oh, she's graduating from Georgetown. And then Jade is graduating high school. Renaud is graduating high school. Sean is graduating from, Sean Richardson is graduating from CSN. Lamia is getting her master's from ASU. So I don't know what, all the other graduates let us know. We're going to celebrate them. Um, uh, Lamia is graduating tomorrow, I believe. I think that's why they're not here now. And uh, so we are excited about us moving on at New Antioch. And then we are having the picnic this year at the end of the month. We are having our 5K run walk fundraiser for mental health. Uh, if you register now, you can get your t-shirt now. We are having kids summer camp. We're having vacation Bible school. So it'll be a great month ahead of us here at New Antioch. Amen. If all minds are clear, uh, we are standing to be dismissed. Enjoy the rest of your Mother's Day. We are excited for you and be back here next week because God is yet speaking to the house of Antioch. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these men and women of God that have come today. We thank you for every house that's represented. We thank you for all the children that came to celebrate with their moms today and we thank you so much for every mother in Zion. And so, God, now take us to our various homes. God, give us divine appointments this week. God, to bless somebody else in the name of Jesus. Send us out into this week and be with us every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Keep your mask on and love on somebody. And ladies, don't forget to get your cupcake on the way out. God bless you. We'll see you next week.
newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.